Alright everybody, welcome to the podcast. So a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, some good stuff, some sad stuff, uh, but we'll get right into it. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was actually from Monday Night Raw. I didn't get a chance to talk about it before, but one of the funniest things that happened on Monday Night Raw to me was a quote, and to me it was the quote of the night, uh, from Michael Cole, uh, who inadvertently was hilarious because he kept saying, why is Kane here? And I was thinking the same thing, but just not in the same context that Michael Cole was. Cole was trying to do it to move along the, the storyline. For me, it was just like, man, why is Kane here? He's too old to be doing this stuff. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. Unintentionally funny, but still funny nevertheless. Um, speaking of, well, not funny, but crazy. Um, apparently, HalloweenCostumes.eu uh, actually had a Halloween costume for little girls called the Anne Frank Girls Costume. Um, As Noam tweeted out, what the actual F, or as I would say on this podcast because we're unfiltered, what the fuck, what the actual fuck. Um, It's so offensive, and not offensive like, you know, a white girl dressing up like Pocahontas. This is like next level shit. This is like the only thing that would be more insensitive than dressing your girl your little girl up as Anne Frank is if you dressed up as like Adolf Hitler or something like it's fucking crazy um but yeah I I don't know uh, then there was this tweet which I thought was interesting which shows a fan getting too excited and it shows a fan actually trying to jump into the ring and this was in WCW when the macho man actually was just like stomping him to get out of the ring uh, that seemed to happen a lot in WCW for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe the security just wasn't as good as WWE or WWFs at the time. Um, but it seems like all the time they would have to be like kicking fans and doing stuff to keep them out of the ring. Because um, the security should have been keeping them like at ringside. Crazy stuff. Uh, then there was this tweet uh, from TDE Wrestling saying that the loser leaves Halloween Town. Um, I thought it was pretty funny um, for TLC, the demon versus Sister Abigail. Uh, then, cheap plug, uh, also on our YouTube channel, uh, we've got GFWR Wrestling, and uh, really excited to see uh, WWE 2K18. We actually got to play it and uh, show it for everybody on YouTube. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, definitely check it out. We had a draft for Universe Mode. We had. Uh, Raw episode, we had a Smackdown Live episode, Uh, so if you haven't had a chance to see it, like, uh, just in terms of playing it, it is such a huge advancement from 2K17, the roster is so deep, Um, the draft itself actually took over four hours, that's how many wrestlers are on this roster, Um, but it was worth every second, Um, and if you haven't had a chance to check it out, definitely do, Um, even better, check out Raw and Smackdown as well, Uh, if you haven't if you're on the fence whether or not you want to get WWE 2K18, I definitely recommend checking out those videos because you really get a sense of like what the gameplay is like. But I gotta say, like it's very realistic, more realistic than any other WWE game I've played before, and uh, just the roster is so incredible. Um, you know, so definitely keep it locked on this YouTube channel. Subscribe if you haven't already, uh, and definitely check out all of the JFWR episodes we're going to have in the future using WWE 2K18. It's really exciting stuff, and it's a lot of fun, uh, to say the least. Um, 
then there was this video which I thought was hilarious as well uh, lots of wrestling content today this was how to sell a stunner and it shows this guy selling it almost like he was the rock but then he's actually continuing to go and do backflips <laughs> and then he comes back break dances and falls down for the pin and then the referee's there to count one two oh but he kicks out so I thought that was pretty funny um, then there was a really crazy story that I had to share on the podcast because when I was reading I couldn't believe it um, so many injuries happening in the NBA already um, but this one was was unbelievably crazy um, because it could have been easily prevented. Uh, this is with the Chicago Bulls, uh, their forwards Bobby Portis and more importantly uh, Meritage, who is like one of their biggest stars, was involved in an altercation uh, in practice on the 17th and it actually left Meritage hospitalized and out indefinitely. Um, they later would go on and suspend Bobby Portis but man, you know, you want to talk about it disappointments with injuries but then you want to talk about things that could have easily been avoided on the team itself uh, teammates fighting with each other that's very unfortunate for the Chicago Bulls um, you know I can only imagine what their fans must be thinking reading that uh, just a crazy situation in Chicago and again you know right after that uh, I was you know every the world found out and saw witnessed um, what happened with the Celtics with Gordon Hayward um, just that that freak injury you know it reminded me a lot of the injury that happened in the Olympics with Paul George um, and, and Paul George actually reached out to Gordon Hayward after this injury um, you know and I was just saying you know that it sucks for the Celtics um, you know before the season even really starts they were so excited about Gordon Hayward being a part of the team you know playing along with uh, Kyrie Irving and now you know they're, they're gonna struggle I think now just to make the playoffs um, you know it, it's weird the injuries that are happening specifically in the Celtics division because uh, it wasn't just the Celtics there was another injury that happened uh, with Jeremy Lin as well uh, I believe is the, the Brooklyn Nets if I'm not mistaken it's gonna be later on in the podcast we talk about it but um, it's just weird that specifically this division there's been those injuries and selfishly, as a Raptors fan, I have to look at it and, and go, you know, there might be opportunities with that. I hate to say that, but, you know, it's true. Um, at the same time, I look at it and go, man, you know, I hope, you know, it's not some type of bad karma against this division. You know, you hope, uh, you know, you knock on wood that um, there won't be an injury to a Raptors player. But just really unfortunate situations in, in Chicago, which obviously is not part of the Raptors division, but the, the Celtics are, uh, and unfortunately for them, it's a huge star in Gordon Hayward. Uh, then there was this, which I thought was interesting. Skip Bayless uh, tweeted out, if Gordon Hayward is gone, and maybe even for the season, uh, LeBron James' path to losing a sixth finals gets even easier. And Skip Bayless, um, obviously on his show on Twitter, uh, he's very much an antagonist, there's no doubt about it. But I, I found it weird, the level of, of hate and um, just weird, like, the criticisms that he was getting on, on Twitter for what he said, because even though it might have been too soon for him to say that, um, considering that Gordon Hayward like, literally just got injured, um, I don't think he's wrong 
for saying that because factually if you look at it it's true one of the top teams in the east going into the season was boston with gordon hayward gone you know you've got to wonder if boston's even going to be able to make it to the playoffs now um and you know obviously the cleveland cavaliers are the clear favorite to win the east again this year um and you know i think everybody would would wouldn't really argue with the fact that the West seems to be dominant again. You've got the Golden State Warriors, you've got the Houston Rockets, the Spurs, you've, you've got the Oklahoma City Thunder now. Um, you know, you've got four really legitimate teams in the West that could beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. So everything that Skip said there was pretty true. You could argue maybe with the timing of it, I guess, but, you know, I feel like he's almost right. He just... You know, if you just wouldn't forget about the Raptors, um, I, I think a lot of people, for whatever reason, like they downplay what the Raptors are capable of. I think you know Serge Ibaka didn't really have that much time to play with Demar Derozan and, and Kyle Lowry. I think when you get a full season, hopefully, where all three of them will be healthy. Um, you know, whether it's the team projections where people said, oh, you know, they're going to finish sixth in the East, or uh, you know, Sports Illustrated saying that. Uh, you know, DeMar DeRozan isn't even in the top 30 in the NBA. Um, just all of that serving as motivation for the Raptors this year, I think, will do wonders for them. And, you know, I could see them challenging for uh, the first or second seed in the East pretty easily. Um, unfortunately, maybe as a result of Hayward's injury. But, you know, that's the reality of, of the situation, you know. Um, whether people like it or not, whether it's insensitive to say or not, it's the reality of the situation. And, you know, I think that the criticism that Skip Bayless got was uh, pretty unfair because of the fact that it is pretty factual and it deals with the reality, the new reality of what the Eastern Conference looks like with Gordon Hayward most likely out for the season. Uh, then there was this clip from Fox News. These are the, you know, the, the, the poorest Americans who, who are getting their co-pays and things like that covered. What's the motivation for them to try to live a healthier lifestyle? I mean, if it doesn't cost them anything to go to the doctor, what's the motivation? So, as Liz Power tweeted out, seriously, did he really ask that? And I would agree with that. What difference does it make if you're poor or middle class or rich when it comes to your lifestyle and you know if you're exercising if you're eating healthy foods it, it's a stupid argument to begin with not to mention just the indecency of going live on the air on a show on a, on a platform like Fox News to kind of broadcast that type of ignorance um, is just mind-boggling and the fact that this guy has that platform to say something that stupid and that ignorant um, and that uncaring uh, and, and the fact that there's two people there that didn't look shocked as he was saying that um, pretty much tells you everything you need to know about Fox News as a network and Fox News as demographic people that watch it and you could definitely I, I think you could probably just like point to that clip and you know if you're talking about what's wrong with the United States of America right now I think that sentiment, that kind of, of thinking, is exactly what's wrong with America right now. Um, to, to somehow group together 
you being poor and getting health care having to do with you whether or not you make healthy lifestyle choices it's beyond uh, ignorant to make that type of uh, try to make some type of connection with that um, and it's, it's totally irrelevant so basically his argument is that if you're rich you can uh, afford to be you can afford to have a healthy lifestyle like his argument makes zero sense and it's just framed in total ignorance and you've got two people there on that panel that are just oh yeah yeah and it's so frustrating that all you can say is basically what what Liz Powers said there seriously he asked that and I would 100% agree with that uh, then there was a tweet a funny tweet from El Ligero he tweeted, uh, I'm four hours into Metal Gear Solid Five. I've completed 1% of the game. I'll see you all in 2019. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, and then we get to uh, really what was the start of the podcast. So for the start of the podcast, uh, I was playing uh, Poets uh, from the Tragically Hip. Uh, obviously, significant reason for that. Uh, you know, it was just yesterday uh, we found out, unfortunately, uh, as, as my friend Pete Duncan tweeted, a very sad day hearing the passing of Gord Downey. Um, just an unbelievable uh, person. Forget about the music, just the individual himself. Uh, for me personally, um, you know, I grew up in the States, and unfortunately, I think what Gord Downey's passing, uh, for me personally, is, is what it means to me is... is you know, I, I, I wish that the Tragically Hip had caught on more in the United States. I, I feel like uh, their music was so good. They were so talented as a group. You can go back and play like their most recent song to their very first song. There are so many great songs in their catalogs. Poets is just one of them. Um, you know, Poets to me, I guess, had the, the catchiest uh, riff to it. So that's why I decided to play that song. But like, believe me, that's not the only song of theirs that's in my my on my iTunes player, uh, on my iPod, like or on my iPhone. There's 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 so many great songs that they have. Um, you know, for me personally, uh, you know, I I almost have as many songs from them as I do uh, Nirvana, which is one of my favorite bands of all time, or or like the Beatles. Like, I, I, I've got so many songs from the Tragically Hip, and it's funny because I didn't even know who the hell they were growing up in the States. Uh, it was when I moved up uh, for a brief period of time back to Canada in 2005, 2006, that I heard, uh, my very first song that I heard from the Tragically Hip was actually Vaccination Scar. And uh, that song was so interesting to me, and I, I loved the song instantly. Uh, that when I went back to the States, I was wondering, like, man, why aren't they playing the Tragically Hip? Like, these guys are really good. And then I, f I had forgotten about them. And I came back to Canada in 2010, and it was actually uh, my cousin Anne who, uh, you know, she, she was uh, we were listening to some music, and she was listening to um, Nirvana, and she saw that I had that on my playlist, and she was going, oh, you know, have you ever listened to the Tragically Hip? And I'd forgotten about them. And uh, it made me go back and look at some of the songs that they had done, and uh, man, like they, they have done so many great songs. It's there's I, I can't tell you how many songs I have of theirs. Uh, all of them so so good. And again, like to me, it's such a shame that they never caught on in the states. They they more than deserved it. 
um, in terms of how good those songs were. Um, but yeah, like I, recently, too with tragic with tragically hip, like of course, the the concert that they had on CBC I think was watched by pretty much all of Canada. Um, you know, to see uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau there, um, you know, uh, and to see Gord Downey talking about, uh, especially later on in his life, uh, you know, what Canada should be doing to help the First Nations people and, and how he took that cause on and uh, even put uh, Justin Trudeau on the spot in that concert and was telling him, you know, you, you should be doing more for the First Nations people. Um, it was just really interesting to see him use that platform as an opportunity to kind of put some pressure on Justin Trudeau, um, not, in a, not in a malicious way, um, but in a way that really put the spotlight and the focus on Trudeau and saying like, look, you know, people elected you for a reason, let's see what you can do um, on, a, on a platform in a concert that was watched by a lot of Canadians on the CBC. So, um, you know, very sad day yesterday. Uh, and, and my friend Pete was just one of many who, who had that thought. Another friend of mine, Wes, uh, he had the same thought, you know, rest in peace, Gord. Thanks for the memories. Uh, today we are all less rich for your passing. Uh, so, you know, the thing about the Tragically Hip, and especially Gord Downey, wasn't just the music or the band, it was the individual with Gord Downey and what he stood for, and especially towards the end of his life, uh, specifically for me, uh, seeing what he was trying to do for the First Nations people, I think, uh, you know, says a lot about who he was as a person, um, you know, so really, really deep thoughts uh, with that. Uh, Tim and Sid uh, tweeted out, Courage, uh, Rest in Peace, Gord Downey, Courage, of course, uh, another great song for the Tragically Hip. Um, and then there was this from Justin Trudeau, which was very powerful, um, that I wanted to play for everybody. Um, he was overcome with emotions. He was actually in tears um, talking about um, Gord Downey. Uh, so this clip, of course, it won't play when I want it to play. Um, but if you guys get a chance, definitely check out twitter.com slash thejohndnewton. Um, and it's, it's a really, really um, emotional uh, video there. Uh, it's about a two-minute clip. It's definitely worth the watch uh, to see Justin Trudeau talk about uh, Gord Downey and how much he meant, not just to him personally, uh, but how much he meant to Canada. He went so far as to say that Canada is, uh, is a lesser place because we're without Gord Downey. And uh, just, he was extremely emotional. He was in tears. Um, you know, it, it was really an interesting moment. Uh, I wish it would play, but unfortunately it's not, so definitely check it out if you haven't yet seen it. Um, then speaking of clips, on a much more you know, lighter note, uh, there was a Jeopardy contestant who actually ended up winning with just one dollar. Um, so if this clip will play, we'll try it out. And of course it won't, so we'll move on. Uh, definitely check that one out as well, twitter.com slash thejohndnewton. Uh, then there was a tweet from Ryan Dilbert, and a lot of talk about wrestling, because uh, there's a lot of wrestling stuff going on these days. Uh, nearly every 
WWE star that he's interviewed was more personable, more charismatic, and more funny than they are on TV, a sure sign that over-scripting is hurting them. And I couldn't agree more with him. In fact, we've talked about this on the podcast before. I think that the amount of scripting that they give these wrestlers to use um, is just killing their characters. It's killing their, their chance to you know, freestyle and try things out. Um, I think it's hypocritical that sometimes they bring old stars back like The Rock and they allow The Rock to say things off the cuff. Um, but then like their own superstars, people like Roman Reigns, uh, they keep scripted. And the funny thing is, is like if you've ever seen Roman Reigns talk like in person, like maybe he'll do like an unscripted episode with Renee Young or you know, you'll see him do like radio shows, like he actually has a really good personality and he's able to talk freely. But when you give him scripts and things to say, it comes across as fake because it is fake. And I wish that they would give people like him especially, especially him, because they want to make him like the next big thing. Let him be him, you know? Um, But unfortunately, they keep everything scripted and it takes away from the product, I think. Um, So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Billionaire Mindset tweeted out something that I'm a very strong believer in. Uh, be good to people for no reason. Um, I, I think that that's a very good thought. Um, then there was a joke here tweeted by Jason, uh, the next person to leave WWE and their reason, and he responded, Drew Gulak, because he's tired of not being able to finish his PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. Uh, then there was this tweet uh, from Alec uh Ziziak, I believe. I'm not sure if, you, if I pronounced that right. I'm sorry if I didn't. Um, but he tweeted out, This is what I'm learning in my college anthropology class. Everything is a social construct. Up is down. Black is white. Conspiracy. Uh, on the PowerPoint, you can't really see it on the screen, but it says uh, scientific facts are social constructs. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, then there was this pretty cool image. Uh, and unfortunately, it doesn't really show on the screen, so we'll skip that. Um, again, if you're interested, though, check it out, twitter.com slash Newton. Scroll through the timeline, you'll see it. Um, there was a bit of news yesterday that Russia was going to have uh, a woman running for president who is the equivalent in the U.S. to, like, a Paris Hilton. Uh, her name, I believe, is uh, Sobchak. I'm not going to try to pronounce her first name. Um, and uh, I was thinking that, hey... You know, the U.S. should hack Russia's election and get her elected over Vladimir Putin because that would be the perfect payback uh, for Donald Trump getting elected uh, here in the U.S. Uh, Then I've been watching this week, uh, it was the debut, I believe, of a new show on HBO called Vice News Tonight. I highly recommend it. Uh, It's really good because it's basically just a 30-minute block, uh, so it doesn't take up too much of your time but they cover quite a few news stories and then they kind of have uh, some additional topics at the end of it. Uh, One of them I thought was pretty funny was they had uh, the band Weezer uh, listening to new music uh, and just like showing their facial reaction as they were listening to it. Uh, So I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Then I was watching uh, some 30 for 30 documentaries from ESPN and one of them was about Jimmy Connors uh, in that I believe it was the 1991 U.S. Open um, and how far he made it and there was somebody on that show that had a great quote um, if you ever watched tennis or if you've played it 
um, I thought it was it was an awesome quote. He said, "The beauty of tennis is that you have to earn that last point. You can't use the clock or take a knee." And I thought that was such a great statement because it's true. Every other sport, you think about basketball, you think about hockey, um, you think about uh, to a lesser extent baseball. Although with baseball, you know, if it's tied, you do have to eventually hit the the game winning run. Uh, or home run, or you know, have to, you have to score a run. Um, so baseball might be the exception, but if you look at basketball and hockey, if you've got the lead in the game, you're just running out the clock. And I think, yeah, you can include baseball with that too, because if you've got if you've got the lead, you're just basically counting your outs and you're counting the innings um, t- towards the end, you know. And in football, you're taking a knee when you have the lead and you're running out the clock that way too. In tennis, you could have the lead, but you still have to get that last point. And I thought that that was such a great comment. It's something that I've never really thought of when I'm watching the game of tennis or playing it. And it's very true. And I thought that that was you know, such an, an awesome observation. Uh, really, it should be... When I heard that, I was like, man, like, this is how tennis should actually like, sell itself to the people more and, and remind people that every other sport, you're essentially running out the clock if you have the lead. Tennis is the only sport where you could have the lead and it won't matter because you still have to earn that last point. Uh, then there was this tweet, which I thought was great uh, for NBC, uh, for at the NHL. Uh, Doc Emmerich uh, tweeted out, welcome back. Uh, to Eddie Olchuk. Uh, Eddie Olchuk, if you're not aware, is a former uh, Pittsburgh Penguins player, I believe, uh, who's turned commentator. Uh, he's really the face of NBC uh, in terms of NHL commentary, along with Doc Emmerich. And uh, he uh, was diagnosed with cancer, and he recently went through chemo sessions, and he came back. I believe he's still going through chemo, uh, but uh, something that stuck with me is when, when he came back on that broadcast, uh, he was saying, you know, if he can c- come back and that inspires just one person, that means so much to him. And it, for him to say that uh, definitely meant a lot to me. And, and uh, you know, it was it was a touching situation, not just because of, of that or the reception that he got from his, his peers like Doc Emmerich, but he was uh, in that arena, I believe it was in St. Louis, and uh, you know they gave him a standing ovation, and, and he was a, a former player that played against St. Louis a lot of times. Uh, it was a rival of theirs, really. Uh, so to to see that uh, was really something special. And uh, you know I think Eddie Olchuk, uh, you know I think everybody wishes him the best through through this process. But uh, you know there's no question that he's inspiring a lot of people. Um, and uh, yeah, like just just great to see him coming back and, and wanting to show that to people to inspire them I think is is really really a good thing uh, then there was this which I thought was great a tweet from dead fellows uh, if you're not a wrestling fan you probably won't get this but uh, at the TLC event which is this Sunday uh, they have uh, a group called the shield which is Roman Reigns Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins competing against at first it was supposed to be just the Miz and Cesaro and Sheamus, but then they added Braun Strowman, then they added Kane. Uh, so then Deadfellows tweeted out, "This is the only way have the Shield take on basically the entire roster, which is 
pretty much what it seems like. It's become cartoonish, really. Um, to me, what would be more interesting than this would have been if they had the Shield take on Brock Lesnar. You know, you've built up Brock Lesnar now for basically over two years as this unbeatable force. Um, you know, they did have a situation once where they had, I believe, all members of the Shield uh, in, in like a fatal four-way match with Brock Lesnar. But they never had it where it was like the shield as a group against Brock Lesnar. That would be an interesting situation. Uh, but to have like a five on three match, it's just silly. You know, if the shield wins, it's not really believable. If they lose, is anybody really surprised? There's not really much that you can gain from a match like that. So you have to wonder what, what the, the writers and the bookers are thinking, uh, if they're thinking, when it comes to that. Uh, then there was this moment Ted Cruz had with Bernie Sanders, which I actually thought was pretty funny. Uh, he, he was saying, uh, basically, that Bernie Sanders should curb his enthusiasm. I'm not interrupting you. Come on, come on. The Italian in me. Uh, you, 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 know, you know, as some might say, curb your enthusiasm. So I thought that was pretty funny, obviously poking fun at the fact that Larry David has played uh, Bernie Sanders on Saturday Night Live, how much the two look alike. Um, I thought that, that that was pretty clever, pretty funny from, uh, it's rare that you'll have hear me say that uh, about Ted Cruz, but I thought that that was pretty funny. Um, and then obviously some reaction uh, to that. Uh, a lot of people were saying that that was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, if you watch Kirby Enthusiasm, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you don't watch Kirby Enthusiasm, you probably thought that I went through some type of seizure or something there. Um, then there was this uh, tweeted out from Mashable, uh, where they're basically using um, this machine uh, for fitness, where it, you're using like a virtual reality headset um, while you're using this machine. Um, and it's pretty crazy stuff. Uh, definitely check it out, twitter.com slash thejohndnewton to see the video. Um, but as we were saying earlier, going back to the NBA, lots of injuries, and it was actually the Brooklyn Nets, I was right about that. Uh, Jeremy Lin's been all over the place lately, so you'll have to forgive me on that. Um, but yeah, another division rival for the Raptors, the Brooklyn Nets unfortunately uh, had, had an injury as well with Jeremy Lin. Uh, he will be out for the rest of the season. Uh, not that the Brooklyn Nets were going to shock the world this year. I don't think anybody was thinking that, but uh, that definitely will hurt them, unfortunately. Um, then Matthew tweeted out again, going back to the TLC match, I was okay with the Shield versus the Mistourage as the TLC main event, and now they're awkwardly adding more guys due to the lack of star power. It's weird. And I would agree. I, I don't I really understand what they're doing with it. Uh, not to mention that when you add all these other superstars, it takes away from the matches before it. This is your main event, but what matches are you going to have before it? You're running out of talent that you can use. So all the way around, it's, it's not a smart idea. Um, then WWE Creative Humor tweeted out, WWE 2K18 is so authentic that in career mode, you have the option to walk out on the company, <laughs> obviously poking fun at Neville. Um, but, you know, short of that, WWE 2K18, I can tell you guys, is, is uh, very realistic. It's a lot of fun so far. Uh, definitely check it out, the videos we have on YouTube for it, uh, and we'll continue to have for it. 
Uh, it's just a really good game. Uh, then there was these tweets, uh, which became a thing. Apparently, uh, using the foam, uh, the coffee foam uh, from lattes, uh, there is some really good artistic work that was done. Uh, this one I thought was really good, where they were actually getting, <laughs> I think it was like a hamster to actually like shake its ass. <laughs> and it's just foam in a latte. Uh, but obviously like a really talented artist to be able to do that. Uh, there was this one uh, with the Toy Story character, which I thought was also pretty good. Uh, just extremely talented stuff, just using foam from a latte. Uh, this one with a fidget spinner. Um, just unbelievable talent. What they're able to do with the foam there. Uh, it's really crazy stuff. Uh, then there were a few other uh, good ones with the 3D latte art. Uh, one of them was even like a pizza. Uh, just crazy stuff that they were doing. And then it went got really extreme. Uh, this guy created like an octopus with the foam actually going outside of the cup. Um, and unfortunately that one doesn't show up on the screen as well. But uh, definitely check them out. Twitter.com slash the John D. Newton. Just some really artistic stuff using just latte foam. Uh, really, really interesting. Um, then there was this, uh, going back to the NBA, lots of wrestling, lots of NBA on, on this episode. Uh, Mark Cuban was saying that he isn't convinced that the new lottery rules will discourage tanking. I would agree with that. He pitched two ideas that I don't really agree with. Uh, I don't even want to go into them because they don't really make sense either. Uh, what I would say is... I don't agree with what the new lottery rules are because I don't think it goes far enough. I think that they should give every team, every team, the same percentage chance at number one. And that way, you know, you could possibly have the NBA champions getting the number one pick. You know what I mean? Like, let's go all the way and let's make it so that there's absolutely zero incentive to tank. Uh, and then there was this tweet from Matt, still one of my favorite Twitter interactions of all time. Uh, so this was an interaction uh, with Zack Ryder, and this person tweeted, Hey Zack Ryder, check out my son's argumentative essay on you for his accelerated language arts class. Why Zack Ryder should not be fired? <laughs> and Zack Ryder responded saying, Jesus. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. Um, then there was this, uh, saying 2K18 has already peaked, and it's got uh, Create a Wrestler for Dave Meltzer, uh, inside joke for wrestling fans. Uh, then Billionaire Mindset tweeted out, hard times teach us valuable lessons. I think that's very true. It teaches you a lot about yourself. It teaches you a lot about others. Um, such a true statement. Uh, then there was this, and this freaked me out because not so much with Drew McIntyre, but with Shawn Michaels and Adam Cole, the two of them look so similar that it's freaky. And uh, Kerr actually tweeted this out. A father, Shawn Michaels, who is unable to control his twin sons, uh, Drew McIntyre and Adam Cole. I thought that that hit the nail on the head, it's especially between Shawn Michaels and Adam Cole, because the two of them look so similar. I always think of Adam Cole, I think of like a skinny version of Shawn Michaels. Uh, it's just crazy. Uh, then there was this, a glitch it looks like on uh, PlayStation with the commentators. It's got the steel steps around them, uh, so some pretty crazy stuff there. 
And then uh, we'll end the show with this interesting thing from Ashabal, uh, where they designed a road that is designed to charge electric cars as they drive over it. Uh, so some really cool ideas. Uh, you know, I wanted to thank everybody for watching this podcast, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.